Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Netizens. This is Ash. Welcome to another episode of the podcast where we talk about all things K-pop. And I'm joined here by my lovely roster of K-pop podcasters. And I have here Janelle. Hello. Jay. Hello everyone. Nat. Hello. And Jimin. Hi. And let's get it started. So we have, I feel like this has become a weekly thing. We have another update on the Hannah Edan saga. Since we've had our last show, obviously, um, this is known to everybody, but... Um, Hannah um, officially confirmed that she was leaving Cube Entertainment and Cube released a statement saying that they reached an agreement to terminate her contract on October the 15th. Um, upon this statement coming out, Hiana posted a number of pictures and video on her social media of her and Edan together. And then um, sometime after that, Hannah also posted a um, handwritten letter to Cube Entertainment CEO Shin Dae-nam about her treatment at the company. And I will read just a little bit of it. So she wrote to CEO Shin Dae-nam, as you probably know, the only thing I've ever done was do my very best for the Cube Entertainment that exists today. Firstly, when I was parting ways with JYP, I was on Chairman Hong's side. Secondly, when there was a conflict between Chairman Hong and President Park Chung-min, I turned down President Park even when he tried to convince me and stood on the side of Chairman Hong. Thirdly, after Cube went public, the only thing I've done is do my best to help create the cube that it has become today. Um, she also talks about how um, since the beginning of September, her schedules have been canceled. Obviously, she found out about being removed from the company through secondhand news. Um, and then she also goes on to say, every day is torture for me. For these past two months, it has been too difficult for me to wait. I ask that you give a response by the 15th. Then I would like for the contract to be canceled cleanly and gentlemanly. If I re receive no response by then, I will go about it on my own through a press conference on the basis of the facts that have occurred thus far. I ask once again, I've done only my best very best, deteriorating my health in order to sacrifice for the cube that exists today. Despite my feelings, my image has hit rock bottom, and my reputation has been tarnished because of my removal from cube. If you remember our beautiful memory memories, I ask that you resolve this issue beautifully and amicably. May cube experience continuous and endless growth. Thank you. From Hannah, um, October 4th, 2018. Um, so... Um, much was made about this letter from Kiana. Um, she's also posted a few pictures since then. 
um, basically showing that she is living her best life and is going about her life careless, just carelessly and happily. Um, she posted a picture where she sent her mother a bouquet of money, apparently. And um, she, yeah, and more pictures of her and Edon. So what do we think about Hannah? It seems like she's taken um, his, I mean, was pretty assertive in this whole entire affair. I mean, she pretty much wrote a letter and said, you know, do something or I'm going to take this to the press and we're going to have it out in the public and um, you know, I want out of my contract. Um, I feel like because of the fact that she's been so forward about all of this, that her public image is taking a hit but at the same time, I feel like she doesn't care. <laughs> so um, what do we think about this next chapter in the saga? She better care if she wants to eat. I mean, <laughs> how she went about some of the things that she did, I'm not. I'm kind of like, I don't know about that. I mean, like going back when she was pushing all over Edon and they were dating at the time, but nobody knew that. But I was like, girl, what are you doing? Like, and like his reaction. And now I don't know if that was for show or if you really was like, girl, what are you doing? But Edon is a virgin. Of course that was for show. <laughs> but I, I don't know. And I mean, just like, I can't, her schedule's been canceled. I mean, I don't doubt that because of the way that some of these companies are. Um, that she, if that was like right after she had came out and said, oh yeah, we're dating. And they were like, no more shows for you. Um, yeah, because she was supposed to have a comeback and that never happened. Um, so I don't think that really helped things out in the, on their part that they did that, that I was like, okay, so, you know, we said that y'all weren't dating and then you said that you were, so we're going to take your job away. And then she was like, LOL, bye. Um, and that's another thing, too, is, like, her and Edon, like, they break up. <laughs> She's going to look foolish. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> She's going to look foolish. They better just she, get married at this point. Yeah. For everything that happened. Like, if they break up, the yeah. netizens will never make, they'll never forget it. You know, they don't have like a good relationship whether they're together or not. She is going to look foolish and then he's going to look like, you know, he was just with her just for a come up that didn't work out because like so far his career hasn't like blown up or anything like that even if he did like write a lot of Pentagon songs. So in a way they're both screwed and I just, I don't know. I'm like kind of like over about hearing about them. Like, okay they're out of the company like the dust has settled relatively so much just although to, now. to be fair we haven't we still haven't heard anything definite about <laughs> Edon. i mean some people yeah. feel like he well, he has his what is it he has his own instagram or or some form of social media and um pentagon were not allowed to have their own like individual social media so some people 
point to that is evidence that he's no longer with the company, um, but nothing's been announced, so. But, I mean, the way things are going, I wouldn't be surprised, so. I mean, Hannah's going to be fine. I'm overhearing about the news, and now I just want them to do whatever they're going to do. I mean, and he's probably, I mean, he's probably out of the company. Let's be real. What, I mean, I feel, I mean, out of everybody, all the players here, I probably would feel worse the most, the, I feel the worst for Pentagon just because mm, yeah. that's, that's some crappy timing. To be fair, they can just live off of the success of Shine. For like the rest of uh, 2018. <laughs> I was about to say, for how long? Um, I don't got that much longer left. <laughs> yeah, there was one point in time where they're on a one now. I feel like there was one point in time where I would have flown to Korea and personally officiated Edan and Hannah's wedding, but now I'm just really over the whole situation like i still am happy that they are able to be get freedom but it's just like at this point i feel like kenna is kind of like i don't know it's just like i don't want to say rubbing it in people's faces but it's just like we get it girl you you get you getting the d um <laughs> every time i say Think about that. I think about the video of him like dancing on stage. <laughs> anyway, um, you guys should check that video out. By the way, um, I feel that basically I'm over it. Um, I'm ready to, for us to, you know, like them to stop having progress reports on the status of Hannah and Edon's employment. I just don't care anymore. Like I don't because. The main thing was that they, to me, like from my from my opinion, the main concern was like they were able to be normal people who can live normal lives, and it's clear that they're getting that chance. And honestly, Hannah will be successful no matter what. If, in my opinion, um, Elon can survive. Um, I don't know with what resources i mean he has talent allegedly but he definitely has the it factor that we were talking about earlier he definitely has that um you know i think if he i don't know how to say this without being mean so i'll just say that he has the it factor he clearly is talented i like what he did for Pentagon. Um, and if anybody, if, if BTS can make it, anybody can make it. That's all I got to say. I, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I, okay. I do have something to, like, to inquire about. Like, reading the letter again, I'm kind of wishing that they didn't like, release the fact that she had been parted from the company so she could have had that press conference. Because I kind of want to know, like, what we don't know so far. <laughs> yeah, that like, definitely would have been 
more interesting, like, news-wise, if she had been forced to, if they had forced her hand and she would have had to, you know, come out. And I mean, I guess we should be satisfied that Tiana even decided to write a letter because even that's not, that's not something typically that idols do, you know, upon leaving a company. I mean, she revealed quite a bit just in the, you know, little bit that she wrote. Yeah, about the split with JYP and how she was on Chairman Hong's side. Um, yeah, it definitely adds some layers to her split with JYP and it being just due to her being sick, quote-unquote. Um, but yeah, I feel really bad for Edon. I don't know, like, I know a lot of people are just like, oh, you know, they're going to do so much better, blah, 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 blah. But I think people really mean Huna. I... I don't really see Edan doing anything, maybe writing behind the scenes, maybe producing, but he's still so young and Nugu. I I felt I still feel like Pentagon is actually the best thing for him. If we're keeping it all the way real, what's hindering him is that he doesn't fit a certain standard. That's like the main thing that will hinder him. I didn't want to say that, but I had to come out and say it. I think that that's the main thing. Because like he looks like Korea. The Walking Dead. Well, you know, I didn't say that. You did. Um, <laughs> but medicines overwhelmingly think that Edon is just a corpse. That I don't think I've ever seen a beautiful corpse. So we'll just leave it there. I don't think that, but they do. Edon, you're 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 beautiful. Allegedly. I like his, I like his rapping tone because it it. When I first heard him rap, it reminded me of GD and huh, um, yeah. I don't know why. I and I just, like I, I agree. I just, I just like, I like, like the high, like called like high tone rappers. I mean, everybody's like, when a guy's when a guy raps in deep voice, they all go crazy about that. And I'm just like, it's so normalized in K-pop. I think that I kind of just like is background noise, but when a guy is rapping in a high voice, like eat on i'm like interested and stuff like that so like when they like rap in an aggressive tone <laughs> it yeah. just sounds it's just the intro sound i mean that's kind of like what gd does like he's done all kinds of things with his voice and we all know like his voice is high uh like for a guy anyways mm-hmm. um so i guess they, that's what i liked i totally agree <laughs> with you like a lot of people will try to fight me on this but I think, like, for example, I think um, J-Hope has the best voice in BTS. I think that um, Edon has an, like, I love his voice. Who, like, all those high-pitched voice rap, like, compare that to, like, Jackson, whose throat sounds like it needs a bottle of lotion. <laughs> he just needs to gargle before he steps into the booth. I don't understand why they don't make him do it. I'm gonna send him some jerkies so he can swallow it. <laughs> I got time for your ashy vocals. <laughs> I just don't. I mean, a lot of and a lot of Pentagon songs. I like Edon's part, but the most. I just like it. yeah, I just mm-hmm. like it. That's I mean, just a group of high tone rappers and stuff like that. You know, I'm like, 
people, I don't care. That's a new concept. I want a piece of that royalty check. Yay. Let's start this. Let's go over there right now. We can do a Korean Migos. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, yes, I, wait, I, I, I do have a. You don't need to give them any ideas. I do have a question about yes. like how things went down. I know we've been talking about it for a while, but do you think that if Hyuna had maybe toned down some of the affection she had for her boyfriend on stage, do you think they would have been found out? Oh yeah. Okay. Then I can find out anything. But they've been dating this whole time. So like, why now? Like that's the thing, right? Like this cycle i i just remember before the news dropped that they were dating and they had been dating for so long um i could like every time i turned around like medicines were complaining about how Hina was like groping this poor kid and like how she was just being a little too affectionate and too lovey-dovey and too much skinship and things like that so i kind of wonder like if maybe she had kept it a little professional and i'm not like this is not like me condemning her or anything like that it's just like, you know, working backwards for how things have sort of turned out. And, you know, maybe if they wanted to reflect on, like, maybe how they could have gone about this a little bit better so they could both stay at Cube and, you know, do what they're doing. Uh, like, if she had maybe not been so, you know, <laughs> overcome with the D, <laughs> do you think that this, would have been still a secret like they could have dated for maybe like even five years well you know when pentagon were more established and like it it wouldn't have affected them as much to come out i mean honestly not to get all nsfw but edon's must have a golden d for her to because hannah i've i feel like her antics are like when you you ever met a person who like when they first get into like a relationship or they first get like you know hypnotized by another person's genitals that's <laughs> what it seems like is happening or maybe uh, when he said he was a virgin he really was and that very oh. evening <laughs> Hina said let's make it happen but remember, and, I mean, they've been together for a while now, so it's like for her to still be acting like this is their honeymoon period. Obviously, right. something is. He's doing something right. I look, Jay hit it right on the nose when he said that uh, Edom reminded us of um, G Dragon because it's something about them high pitched voice ones. They probably can lay down. Never mind. I'm not gonna finish that sentence. Um, <laughs> this is a they get the girls week. They get the girls week. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, I see how he's Hyuna's type. You know, I, I could see. Uh, Hyuna's type is like roaches it. and stuff. In what? In what way? I don't know. I just, I feel like I can see him going for that type of like very scruffy. Quirky? Oh, yeah, kind of kind of scruffy, quirky type of guy. On the lowest of keys, I know I'm gonna get flamed and uh, roasted and stuff. On the lowest of keys, Elon's voice alone could uh, open doors for him. <laughs> Those doors can be in the shape 
of legs. So, oh, Lord. <laughs> I, can, I can definitely see uh, that situation. I mean, I, you know, I feel like you're just motivating a lot of these K-pop fan fiction writers to write some new material. What? So, <laughs> I, I don't, what? Okay, self inserts instead of Hyuna, exactly it's like the the Pentagon. Imagine no, Pentagon stands him. So, uh, which is imagine that? Edan. That's no. that's exactly what it is. That's, <laughs> that's scary. I don't know. I don't know about. It. I don't know. I I really like Edan. I don't know why. I can't explain it. Um, I haven't heard that he's like racist or whatever. I'm sure he is in his private time, but um, let me not say that before Edon stands. Be like, why are you saying he's racist? Um, I just like him. Uh, I'm sure that might change though. I wish it's always open for a change, always, always, always be open for the inevitability of disappointment. That's why all my fans are dead. I don't stand people uh, until they die. <laughs> Live until they die. <laughs> I'm like dead ass because they can't do anything stupid anymore. As a K-pop <laughs> fan, I think you have to be have to be open for that sort of thing. I only have a couple where I haven't heard anything, but I'm just like, it's gonna happen. Like, yeah. Yeah. I just gotta don't, j- don't jinx it. Yeah, I just. But anyway, I don't know. Make it until you die. Without saying something stupid or doing something stupid, which that's asking uh, quite a lot, I know. But please, I'm begging. <laughs> I just hope them the best. I feel like they should just go overseas and take a nice long vacation. Yes, get all the touchy feelies out, public touchy feelies, and then come back and then whatever. They got the money. She could do that. They could just take a month-long vacation in wherever. Yeah, she better have the money. Go to Canada. Go to Canada. Uh, Nashville. (laughs) Fall. It's pretty there right now. Uh, No, it's cold. Like I feel like we just skipped from summer to winter. It's it's freezing. So yeah, I I have to work at six in the morning, and it's like I gotta wear my winter coat almost. Yeah, yeah. But I, you know what? Uh, Huna does have the money because she has a, a bouquet of are those fifty thousand dollar? Was it yeah. one? Yep, fifty thousand one though is like fifty dollars. Yeah. Well, there That's, are a yeah. lot of them, and she's using it to wrap flowers. So I'm sure she has, you know, adequate fundage. She probably got nice... it from uh, Edon's stripping gig. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Let's move on to the next subject. <laughs> I am number two. <laughs> drama fever. Dear old drama fever. Oh, that brings back memories. Closed down, unfortunately. Shut down effective immediately, according to parent company Warner Brothers. Earlier this week, um, Warner Brothers announced that they would be closing the drama fever service due to business reasons. And in light of the rapidly changing marketplace for K-drama content, a staple of the services programming, um, they said that Warner Brothers Digital Labs, which encompasses more than two-thirds of the drama fever workforce, will continue operating, serving as the tech engine 
behind many of Warner Brothers Digital Network's operations. So basically what happened was it seems to be uh, that according to a source familiar with Drama Fever, licensing costs for U.S. distribution um, commanded by top K-dramas have rapidly increased in recent years, um, bid up by larger um, SVOD player, streaming VOD players like Netflix and Amazon, making the genre focused over the top video business unsustainable. Um, so a show that used to cost $800,000 to license for streaming now goes for around $1 million per season. Um, according to the source. So it seems to be the increasing interest in Korean dramas has led to bigger players getting involved and Drama Fever got priced out. Um, Drama Fever says they will be issuing refunds to customers as applicable. Uh, end of an era. I remember Drama Fever from way back. Anybody here where, you know, remember Drama Fever or used to watch K-Dramas on their platform? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Running Man, I used to watch it on there, too. I remember, like, I feel like the peak was around the time when they co-produced Airs with, um, uh, I can never remember actors' names. I'm so bad at them. Um, but the guy who looks like Christian Jenner, <laughs> who dated Susie. Oh, yeah. Lee Min-ho. Lee Min-ho. Yes. And Crystal <laughs> was in it. And, yeah. So, I mean, I remember that kind of being, like, a peak. Because he is, obviously, crazy popular. And it was, like, really big drama at the time. Especially with the, like, younger people. Um, I was surprised. But also kind of not. Because a lot of the people that I follow who are into dramas. Um, shout out to Drama Candy. Um, they had been upset about Dio's new drama, Dio from EXO, and how they were not um, translating it and posting it on time. So, like, there was some sketchy stuff a little bit beforehand. Um, and, and then came the big reveal, like, oh, we're shutting down, we're closing up, um, it's too expensive. And a lot of people were upset, a lot of people sort of reminisced. I think a lot of people had moved on to, like, Vicky, and, like, there's so many places to watch K-dramas now. You don't really need drama fever the way that we did maybe like five I, I i would say for me it's about five six years i don't know how long ago it would have been for other people um but it's the end of an era i feel like with k-pop uh, sort of being more international and k-dramas also following suit and korean movies too like the train of busan um english remake you know like i think with them becoming more popular there was bound to sort of be a shutdown of like the old sites or the older communities. And it's sad in that regard, but it's even sadder because I don't think the content has gotten better in a lot of ways. Like they keep talking about like, you know, um, Netflix sort of like, you know, putting more money into it, but Netflix has a really crappy drama um, yeah. like list. Like I remember when I, I actually first got Netflix for, the dramas that they had on there because I wanted to watch it in like a convenient manner and I was like I wasn't sure about some of the sketchier sites 
And I remember I, my first drama was Boys Over Flower, and I watched it on Netflix. And I remember, like, just binging on dramas, like, nonstop for a while in anime, too. And it just, it seemed like they dropped a lot more titles than they added. And the things that they're putting money into, I'm not interested in. So I'm back sort of at shady sites, <laughs> unfortunately. <Yeah. laughs> um, but yeah, it's the end of an era. I feel like it's next gen Korean entertainment on an international level. And yeah, RIP. Youngsu is going to take over the world. Sorry? Kyungsu, <laughs> dear, he's gonna take over the world. You All heard right. it here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> he's got like, I'm so serious. I'm pretty sure he's got like a movie coming out soon that's, I wanna say it's an English movie, like an American movie. So. Either way, he's like starring and like it's a pretty like dramatic role. I truly think that he's gonna pop off as an actor. I've heard a lot of good things about the drama he's in right now, and I keep meaning to watch it. What's it called? The drama that Kyung Soo is in. Um, I can't remember what is. What the name of it is? Um. Um, one thought, one hundred days, my prince. Yes, that is uh, okay. Well, I don't know if it's ever anything he does is ever going to be better than it's okay. That's love. That drama was a plus 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 plus. So wonderful and heartwarming and heartbreaking at the same time. Have you ever seen Are you a good doctor? No. Well, there's that, like a American remake of it. I've only yeah, seen the American remake, but it's really good. The American remake is good. And I heard it's like pretty much the same thing as the Korean version. Okay. I just, I'm kind of tired of like hospital shows. <laughs> well, I think what yeah. makes this more refreshing is that the main character is autistic. So it's more so about oh, like, okay. like him overcoming his autism to be good at his job. I like, the, it makes I like the Korean version. I feel like the American version is more of the typical, um, like, serial. Yeah, the the procedural type of thing that Americans seem to love so much <laughs> that I can't really stand. But the the Korean one is definitely more focused on romance, of course, and that sort of thing. But yeah, thank you, Janelle. <laughs> yeah, are you? Um, we should, yeah. What's your favorite drama? Or do you have memories of Drama Fever? I, I don't even know of Drama Fever specifically. I just know that I used it. Mm -hmm. It was them and, and Vicky mm -hmm. back at the day. Um, what was I? Well, the first drama I think was Goong. And that was oh, a while ago. You didn't sue. You didn't sue. Uh, you, um, mm -hmm. Is it sue? No, no, I almost said Moon Gun Young, and that's not her. Uh, uh, from Copy Prince. In, yeah, yeah. Yoon He. He. Yoon He. That's her name. Thank you. I used to be in love with her. Uh, that was a funny one. 
Oh, uh, gosh, I haven't dra watched dramas in so long. <laughs> I feel like I don't know anything anymore. I definitely remember Boys Over Flowers because we used to, before Omono, we used to post over, uh, oh, no, they didn't. And they've just like, you guys can't post here anymore. So we're like, fine, we're making our own group. And then, <laughs> yeah. Uh, awesome. That's how it that. came about. Yep. Mystery. Gosh, I only watch American remakes. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> in terms of the the romance genre K dramas, are they still really like cheesy and really like the guy doesn't ever kiss the girl? Like it's just like they have five different angles of them leaning into kiss <laughs> and they don't kiss. Like, that's actually my favorite thing to watch like the, the slow motion walk and then the, the other angle and then the back angle because this usually comes in three usually sometimes they have a couple more um but now like i think with um that gong yu one from earlier this year the the goblin goblin sorry Oh, no. <laughs> from Goblin, you know the one when they were both walking in opposite directions and then they had like the diff I, I feel like that had been like parodied a lot and sort of became a new thing there um, is one that sorry no no go yeah there is one that went viral and like I saw it while um, scrolling through social media and it made me want to watch it because it was a cute like clip it was a scene where there was like this guy talking to this girl I guess her he was calling her Bong Bong it was like her his nickname for her, and then she like they were like sending each other texts. I don't know some sort of Korean messaging system that I am not familiar with, mm -hmm. and they were like sending each other videos. And then like she said good night and called him a nickname. And you know how like stereotypically in any sort of you know drama, if like a a guy tells a girl like oh good night and like. Or if he, you know what I mean, like, acts a certain way. Like, the girl starts freaking out, like, oh, my God, he just did this. Well, it was, like, role reversal because he was, like, oh, my God, she just did this. And he was, like, so happy and, like, kicking his feet in the bed and stuff. I don't know. I just thought it was so cute. I was, like, oh, now I have to watch it. There are a lot of dramas like that, though. I feel like um, in terms of the men in a lot of these dramas, they usually start off as, like, you know, the, like, the Wuthering Heights, you know, like, aggressive masculine you know i i brood internally you know like those type of dudes but then over time they sort of soften and then they get like kind of soft and cheesy hmm. like i don't know if that's a like i that's a trend that i know really? of. that's kind of my thing Sudary. is that what it's called Sorry? Sudary. Sudary. Oh, i always thought it was chin 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 what is I don't know. it? It's like it's something like that. It starts with a T in Japanese. I am totally lost. It's like Sundari is like when you you're yeah. There you, you go. It's very like <laughs> grumpy, standoffish person. You're like, wow, what an asshole. But like secretly, they've got a really soft heart, and like they love kittens, oh, and they're like, okay. yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Put, sort of like that, acting like that. Yeah, um, no, but that's yeah. kind of how I find a lot of these these characters to be a lot of the time, so... Okay, because I read a lot, and so I like... Um, I'm kind of weird, though, because I like, like, high fantasy stuff. <laughs> oh, no, I do, too. I love <laughs> well, like, Game yeah. of Thrones type stuff. I'm weird. Um, but 
I read a lot and like so my favorite thing to get into if I see a relationship developing one of two things either the two characters are like polar opposites and they go from hating each other to loving each other or the track yes there's a bunch of cheating I don't know what it is about me and cheating but like (laughs) what you know him like like in books I just love the the drama like when Two kids, like, oh yeah, you you know, I I'm falling in love with somebody else or something, and I wasn't in love with my. Okay, I, I sound really horrible. Cut this out. We're gonna edit that out. That makes me sound <laughs> you know, like maybe, you know what? Then if you want to watch something about like Kedra, like that's Korean about that, watch Gung Yoo's um, A Man and a Woman because it's about like uh, two people who meet because their kids are like in some foreign school or whatever. And they're both in relationships, but it's like complicated. But they have this attraction to each other, so they sort of like fool around. But yeah, it's it's actually Wait, like you said it's a movie. It's a movie. It's called A Man and a Woman. Are you sure that it's Korean and not Chinese? No, it's it's definitely Korean because Gu stars in it. So and he's Korean. Oh, yeah. But the that plot you're describing sounds exactly like a movie that I watched in when I was in college. I took a cinema don't judge me it, it was before i even knew what k-pop was but i took an east asian cinema course and like oh, so cool. um we watched a movie where like there's this man and this woman they both of their spouses were cheating on each other or, so both of their spouses were cheating on them with each other so they were like we're gonna cheat on our spouses with each other but they never did anything they just kind of skirted around the fact that they had crushes on each other oh okay it, I thought huh. that's what you're talking about. No, 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 no. This is like I think this is actually like a remake of like a French film. Okay. Um, but it was shot in Finland, and it's it's actually like in the winter, so it's like really pretty and snowy. Um, but yeah, I mean, since you're into cheating, that would be a great movie to watch. This conversation really came full circle. <laughs> like we started off talking about Boa's video being shot in Scandinavia. Now we're yeah. talking about Korean movies that were shot in Scandinavia. That is true. Everything is connected. With the circle being broken. Exactly. Ash, what about you for um, like dramas and I'm favorite not dramas? Huge, drama fever? I'm not a huge, um, huge K drama watcher. Um, honestly, I get really fatigued by K dramas for some reason. I can never like stay with one like all the way through. Like, but at some point, like halfway, I always get like tired and then I have to, <laughs> and I just kind of peter out. But I did watch like Boys Over Flowers. <laughs> I've watched um, The Good Doctor. And there's one more. I watched one with um, Rain, like way back when. But I can't remember which one it was. Rain was in a drama. Yeah, he was in a, in a bunch of them. Didn't he do um, one with Crystal too recently? Like more recently than? Yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah. Rain is like Minho if Minho was an uncle. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen parts of Full House, but it was a it was a different one that had him in it. Um, I think it was one where he was like a boxer or something, or he was training to be a boxer, something like that. Okay. Anyway, yeah. So only watched not not that many, but. Yeah, and I ne- never watched them. I always watched them through, um, as you guys say, shady or means than drama fever. But I always remember like drama fever being around in their sight, 
and um, they used to do like recaps and things and I used to read them sometimes even if I didn't watch the show so I mean you know it's it's kind of like you know they were always there so it's it's kind of like even if you didn't you know you know use the site or whatever you know they were always around so it's still kind of weird to think that they won't be there so you know pour one out for pajama fever so all right well on a happier note i guess for blinks earlier this week it was reported that Blackpink's Jenny would be making her solo debut. And people lost their shit. Um, news outlet Sports Donga reported on October 18th that Jenny was preparing for her first solo album with the goal of releasing it in November. Um, it was said that she was filming her music video in Europe recently. And she's also reportedly preparing other various content. And after the initial reports of Jenny's solo um, solo activities coming forth um, came out, um, then it was reported that each of the members of Blackpink were actually going to have their own solos. So, um, apparently, after Jenny has her solo debut, Rose, or Rose, or Rose, I'm not actually sure how to say her, how to say her name, um, Rose is going to be the next person with all four of them um, getting their own solos, and that uh, according to YG, the biggest strength of Blackpink is that each member's ability and talent as a solo artist is as strong as their teamwork slash cohesiveness. So, looks like they're kind of going on the Luna tip here, which with each of them having their own kind of concept, I thinking what I'm getting from that, their concept, maybe their own style, and kind of promoting themselves away from the group, but still as a group as a whole. Um, it was still funny to see people melt down over Gen the Jenny announcement. Um, and people are still kind of melting down over the announcement of all four of them getting solos because I think people are kind of looking at it as a foregone conclusion that Jenny is going to get um, a bigger push than the other three, although that's unfounded at the moment. Um, Jenny is definitely kind of seen as the favorite in Korea, but Lisa is also very well liked and um, I think, from what I understand, Blackpink, the individual fans of each girl are very um, devoted. So the stand wars could get kind of ugly as far as people comparing um, album sales and how well each girl does. 
it could get kind of ugly. So, what are our, what are we thinking as far as this whole solo, um, the solo activity that YG is doing with Blackpink now? And and let's remember that these girls just released a mini album not that long ago. <laughs> so. Which means we'll get a repackage of the mini album with all the solos as a full album. Is what Likely. I'm guessing. <laughs> Likely. Yep. Um, I feel like uh, Blinks will just love it. That'll be fine. I'm sure some members will be more s- successful than others. But I mean, just YG has the money to put money behind them so whether they're mediocre or bad like they're gonna do at least decently um but i don't know i mean i generally like blackpink so i have like just sort of mediocre expectations like i'll find it entertaining at the very least even if i don't love it okay aesthetics i'm sure i'll love the aesthetics yeah yeah, they'll definitely put more than enough money in making it a spectacle of some kind, whatever it is that they do. Jimin? Okay, so that's your answer. No. I, I don't have any thoughts. Actually, okay. Uh, Jay? I'm just, like, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not whatever about this. I mean, they do have some songs, like, out of the three that they have. I mean, those are, you know, good (laughs) songs. But just this whole solo thing, I mean, I don't know. They haven't been out there long enough. Well, from my perspective, just looking at from a music standpoint, I guess that warrants the solo. I, I just don't see it. I mean, I just know them like as a group, and that's kind of it. And even then, I'm not like really like trying to pick pick them out or like their style or anything like that. And I mean, this just seems like a cash grab. Because doesn't he have another girl group, like, in the works? So, once they get up and running, it's like, bye black pink. And, I mean, just, like, I don't know. Like, they barely work as a group, like, performance-wise. They all look like deer in headlights. I know partially <laughs> because they've been in the basement for, like, a year. So, they still kind of don't know how to perform. And, I mean, he's working Icon into the ground, I guess, to fund their... Blackpink's music videos <laughs> is the um, I don't know I'm just like just a, like it's just there for me like I'm not excited about it or anything that might be good because I, I might be surprised what they come up with but I'm just like oh okay <laughs> okay <laughs> <That's> alright <it. laughs> Nat well, as the resident black pink fan, um, I was surprised, but then I remember that 
Bomb had released a solo single like right at the beginning of 21. So I mean, maybe this is this was sort of always in the cards since Blackpink is sort of 21 uh, 2.0 anyways. And I think what was more surprising to me was the fact that um, YG was so confident in their skills as individual artists. Because I, like, from the nine, seven to nine songs that they have in these two years that they've been out here, they show that they're competent in the studio and that, you know, they look good in music videos. But as you said, like, their performance style was never their strongest point. And it never really gave me much confidence or even the idea that they could be solo artists. I mean, I don't really particularly think that Jenny is that great as a rapper or a singer either. So it's going to be very interesting to see what they do for her outside of just making her very pretty <laughs> and look very pretty in the music video. <laughs> um, but Teddy's probably going to be the one producing the song. So that will help. YG has money. That will also help. Uh, Blackpink, their fan fandom is pretty pretty consistent, um, and they're very supportive. So I can see that, you know, she'll get the music video views. You know, she, I I seriously doubt it'd be an all kill, but I think I could see some number ones and some of the charts as well too, in Korea. Um, Rose's next, and that I think will do a lot better. Actually, I'm surprised that they didn't do Rosé first because she's, like, the artist of the group. She plays instruments and she's, like, the vo main vocalist in, in a lot of ways. And it's November, so it's, like, slow coffee shop music time frame in Korea. So I thought that Rosé, you know, and, like, a nice acoustic song would probably do really well right now. Um, I don't even know what they're going to do with Jizu, who I think is going to be after Rosé because... I don't know, I feel like the group, like, YG prefers Lisa Lass <laughs> out of all the girls there. Um, but even Lisa, I love Lisa, but I, what, is she going to do a rap song? I, I don't know. I'm still kind of flabbergasted by this, and I'm just trying to keep an open mind going forward and hoping for the best. Hoping it's not, like, at the very least, even if it doesn't pop off and, you know, it doesn't do the views and the sales that, you know, people expect from a quote-unquote top group, I hope that it's actually good and surprisingly good, you know? I think that's what I'm hoping for. Because these girls were in the basement for a long time and they deserve to be out here making music. So I just hope that the output matches, you know, the drive that we see in those, music vi in those, those videos when they're like, dying to be on stage and dying to be you know with her fans and making music and things like that so we shall see i think she looks very pretty jenny um in her teaser that just dropped today for her solo and it's out november 12th i think so the day after remembrance day and good luck okay um blackpink also released their collab song with Dua Lipa, Kiss and Makeup, <laughs> <laughs> this past week. 
And they also have announced that the girls are signed to Interscope Records. Um, note there, um, Girls' Generation back in the day were also signed to Interscope Records. Um, so, for a brief amount of time, um, when they had their whole media blitz here in the U.S., and they were on um, Dave Letterman and a couple of other shows and performed. So, um, it's only thinking that that might possibly happen with Blackpink as well. Any thoughts on the Dua Lipa collab? You can tell that they added Blackpink after the song had been already recorded and probably ready to be put on the album. It's You can barely hear them. And, like, they, the way that some of the members were singing was, like, trying to match Dua Lipa, I think, and, like, the way that she sings. But I don't think Dua Lipa's that great of a vocalist either. So it just ended up sounding kind of like a mess. And the song's catchy. It is, but anybody could have sang it. It's kind of my personal take on it. Um, also, Blackpink just released um, an album in Japan, but it's literally just Japanese versions of all of seven or nine of their songs. So, of course. That's, like, I mean, at this point, what I can expect from their English debut is just going to be the English versions of all the songs <laughs> that they've already okay, so. dropped. <laughs> <laughs> probably what it's going to be with those embarrassing English raps that Lisa um, that Lisa tends to do for their Japanese songs. Uh, I I do actually really like Blackpink. It took a while for me to warm up to them, but here I am. But I'm just gonna need them to level up. In in the wise words of one Sierra, they need to level up, please. <laughs> they're like at level 2 and you're asking them to be like level 70 that's a lot of grinding <laughs> <laughs> you know what though like do you remember those pre-debut like dance videos that we got like I need to see some of that on stage you know like I need to see that passion that drive that synchronicity like I just need to see that that Blackpink the one that was fighting for a position in this company to debut. Like, I, I don't know if they've gotten soft or what it is, but they just need to... CL needs to get over. Uh, no, she doesn't need to get over. She has a right to be pissed. But I w would really like for CL to not hate Blackpink. Because I, I do think she hates Blackpink. And I need her to mentor these girls and just be like, look, you need to be a bad bitch. And this is how you do it. They need, they need female guidance. Because I feel like all these men are just telling them that they're pretty. And that's it. Yeah. I mean, the, the problem is, is that YG doesn't really have that really much of a female presence, does he? I mean, no. he's keeping most of them in the basement and then or else they've left. So, I mean, who does that leave other than CL? Yeah. And they're like Big Bang, they're all older, so then they all have like things that they're doing, like army, marriage, whatnot. And then there's Winner and Icon, and they're just, I feel like they're just busy being 
big fools doing, I know, whatever guys their age is. So they don't really have female mentors in the company. Because even Dara doesn't seem like she spends much time with them or she acknowledges their existence. So... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's yeah. usually seen off doing her own thing, like usually doing her own performances and yeah. stuff. So she's, yeah. But out of all of them, it's Dara that still stayed. And I mean, same thing too with her brother, because her brother was in In Black. And he, yeah. he was a talented member, but somehow he's the one that got the solo and still has the music career. I don't understand that. I mean, not no shit against Dara, because I do think that she contributed a whole lot more to her group. Than her brother did but oh yeah compared to everybody else in 21 daro was lacking in a whole lot of areas but then she's the one that's still there singing the songs i don't get that mm, well get that. she <laughs> it's because she's pretty i mean like yg told her from the beginning like your looks are gonna carry this group because they're all ugly so i feel like dara and i i also feel like dara is pretty much like a yes like, she likes to please people. Um, okay, yeah, and then... I will yeah. Say, yeah. I think she's also kind of, like, she got promoted to having kind of a PR position within the group. Yeah! Um, like, at okay. YG. So. Yeah, because of her looks, and also because she's really big in, like, the Philippines. Because she used to do, like, um... I think she did, like, a pop star show or some like, a reality show out there that really propelled her to fame. In the Philippines. Yeah. So That's she's right. like, yeah. yeah, she's really popular out there. And she does a lot of variety in Korea, too. So yeah. that has helped her. Yeah. Like, I mean, I see it more so for her. But, like, her brother, I'm just like... And, I mean, he's friends with IU. So, I mean, I guess he kind of did have a come of, like, if not from her sister, not from his sister, from her. Mm-hmm. And I do remember, like, the variety shows they had mentioned something about going solo and he from what I remember was the only one that said yes and I was like boy are you serious <laughs> I was like out of everybody in the group you're talking about going solo with what talent I was like what, <laughs> what? yeah didn't he have like Kuhara too in his music video like when she was still yes, pretty I, hot too yeah I mean that's I like the video the video was funny it was cute yeah I'm like Music and everything. I was like, this is. I mean, this is after he had like one or two other songs out, and I was like, this is what you have to offer, and you want to go solo with this? I was like, you need to sit down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I would just, that just blew my mind that somebody like him with his talent was like, oh, I want to go solo. And I was like, you need a lot of work before that happens, but apparently not because <laughs> it didn't matter. He still got what he wanted. <laughs> Uh, I don't know anything else really about Thunder. It's Thunder, right? Is his his name? Yes, unless I want to say he changed it. I mean, I was all into that whole drama when that was going on. That seems like a lifetime ago. I have nothing to say about Blackpink and Dua Lipa because I mean, really, because I don't like Dua Lipa. Blackpink's got to do what they got to do for a come up, but you know, you got to do something to get on a stage. So it's collaborative yeah. tourism, I guess so. So they can prepare for their solos so they don't look lost on stage. Yeah. I mean, there we it, it could be on the radio. People could request it, and it's 
it has a better True. chance of being on the radio than like um idol to be honest so yeah, yeah it does blinks <laughs> just have to sort of like be on on top of that stuff right they have to request it and they have to put it on because i mean the beat is catchy it's definitely like a song that's on trend it's just the vocal part is not the greatest but uh, you could say that about a lot of songs on the radio you know um i feel like honestly they could make something out of this if they really wanted to take the chance and to really push themselves i mean tiffany's on all these billboards around the world doing stuff for h&m and this is like on her own so really i don't think there's there's a, a ceiling at this point for what these k-pop artists can do if they if they take chance if they uh take opportunities and sort of run with them right yeah i mean this is probably like the best period that they possibly could have because these yeah. companies see the money the potential um and profit and so they're willing to take a chance on them well, on the topic of second-gen groups, um, I do want to um, just mention a little something that I saw that I thought was kind of interesting information. Um, I don't know if you guys saw that there were some um, graphics that were released of each of the big three um companies and their album sales and what this basically they released a pie chart of like what each group contributes to their album sales and um some of the information is pretty not surprising um and some of it's kind of interesting so sm entertainment about 50% of their album sales are from NCT um, with 17.6%, TVXQ with 16.4%, and Shiny with 16.3%. Flop who? Flop where? <laughs> I knew <laughs> Kajima was going to say something. Shiny is not a flop. And then EXO is um, next with 12.6%. So those four make up the majority of album sales for SM. Then <laughs> JYP. Honestly, who is shocked? I didn't say I was no shocked. One. Oh, that was meant as a, like, never mind. That was... Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> didn't NCT drop like eight songs this year? No, honestly, I'm not. NCT, NCT is more so because they've been coming back all the time. But I'm talking more so about like Shiny and TVXQ. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you when it comes to SM, Shiny. When it comes to K-pop in general, Shiny is my like end all be all. So. Anytime you have Shiny and NCT in the same sentence, Shiny will automatically get the dub. All right, continue. I'm interested in JYP. I want to see. Uh, 
I heard God Seven contributes a lot, so I'm interested. A lot. Yeah. Well, twice <laughs> is um in the pie chart with sixty three percent. What the fuck? We <laughs> joke about them funding the rest of RIP. That's the not too crazy that it's a fact. Yeah, it's pretty much. Uh, yeah, it's pretty much. Yeah, here. Yeah, and I then twice can never break up. <laughs> yeah, I think JYP. Well, JYP. I, I know he says somewhere that he's planning on debuting like six or seven groups in the next few years. So he's, he's trying to make up for it. Just I wonder if they're all going to be a part of his new cult. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't well, recruit. He just debuts his his cult members. So. <laughs> well, and Got Seven was the second um, biggest part of the sales with twenty three point seven percent. Not shocked. And then Stray Kids was seven point two percent, but Twice definitely. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't think no, anybody knows what that is. I'm vaguely familiar with them. I just listened to their new album. They put out some decent stuff. It's but all right. you know what, Jonathan? The difference between us and you is that you're a Nugu stan. So you know all the Nugus before anybody else does. <laughs> okay, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> true. Okay. And then YG, um, their pie chart, they have Icon with 33%. They have Blackpink with 32.1%. Winner with 21.1%. Sungri with 8%. And Taesung with 5.8%. Now, that what's really shocking about a lot of this is the fact that, like, SM is pretty much, like, equal, even though, if you, even though uh, there's a lot about SM that is highly unequal, like, within groups. I mean, you have some, some situations where... Literally, there's an NCT song, and it might as well not even be an NCT. It might as well just be a Taeyong song. With like, <laughs> um, true. There's a lot. It's just weird how like SM has this horrible reputation as a company, but really, honestly, SM could still survive without some of their groups. Like they could honestly cut off the dead meat, like uh, Suju, and they could survive. Um, and that's honestly probably. Probably why they didn't work super hard for FX. I'm not, I mean, not to bring that up. I mean, well, yeah, to bring it up, you know, um, because they really can survive. Whereas some, some companies, Cough Cough JYP, Cough Cough Big Hit, like, honestly, the Big Hit is obviously not a secret, but like, there are some companies that literally cannot survive without the, without, you know, one specific group. Um, yeah. And that's not a good strategy in the long run, obviously. No, mm, yeah, JYP especially like sixty three percent for twice. That's bananas. Like, and that's actually just working these girls to death too. Yeah, because twice comes back. Yeah. I swear, 
I feel like like every, every new moon twice like every, comes back. Yeah, they're having. I mean, they are getting ready for another comeback now. And that's right before all these they end do. of the year shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they tried. Is Twice going to win anything this year? Of course, they're the um, top-selling female group in terms of album sales. I don't know how streams like if if Blackpink might have beat them in stream because YG's still pretty strong in like streaming, but um, definitely for album sales because I mean this is all based on album sales. It doesn't even account for like the streaming, right? For a lot of these groups, if it accounted for streaming, I would assume Blackpink would be the highest in yes. YG. Oh, for sure. For sure. I think Rug Velvet would probably be a lot higher too on SM because they they actually do pretty pretty okay in streaming. Um, but I think it also speaks to the fact that SM like SM is just like a powerhouse. Like it has so many groups going right now. Like this is like NCT is not it's not just NCT, it's NCT like five, ten, like XY, you know, like seven NCT, the Taeyong version, like, there's so many different versions of it, right? I feel like so... that was slanderous, but I'm gonna say <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, uh, I mean, on here, even, there's XLCVX, there's Super Junior Dini, there's SNND, you know, OGG, or whatever they're calling themselves. Taeyong's even on here, like, as a soloist, so... I feel like SME. Why are worked- you guys seeing this pie I want to see it with my own two It's eyes. on, um, oh no, they didn't. Somebody send me a link. I'm lazy. <laughs> I am. Um, I turned my computer off. I'm just using it on my phone. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, no. But honestly, if you click on, like, if you go to the website and just click on the tag for SM Entertainment, it's mm-hmm. like the second one. I found it like very easily. Oh, um, yeah. But I feel like SME like works best at diversifying their their artist base and just like the money coming in because as you said somebody goes to the army they have backups you know uh for jyp it's twice it's basically just twice right now (laughs) that's not healthy no no and like yeah well with sm is like how they schedule their comebacks like that's a problem like, as soon as, like, so, like, say Key's having his comeback. No, like, it's EXO. And so, like, when EXO finishes their comeback, then Key's going to have his. So they always have somebody from the company promoting. There's, like, yeah. no break from an SM artist, from SM as a company, because as soon as one group or person gets finished promoting, they have somebody else coming back. So I guess that's how they stay in people's mind. Yeah. Um, but twice, though, they have a comeback, like, every three or four months. It's true. Like, so, like, they'll three months in Korea, then they'll do a month in Japan, and JYP did it like a different promotion or like a different setup for Twice. Like, they have like their own company to like streamline things. That's why why they can have all these comebacks in a year. And I see that he's doing that with Stray Kids because, like, what he mm. did with Twice, it works. Yeah, it works. That's like why Twice can like sell all these records because they keep coming back, and like why they can make all these albums so quickly. And I see him doing that with Stray Kids, and if he can make Thunder Strike twice, he's probably going to use this model for all these other groups that he's planning. I don't know if he'll 
like use it for 2 p.m. because uh, when they come back, like they're yeah. eight. Yeah, because they're from a different time period of, of K-pop, and I don't think they were like, "You're not gonna work us like a dog." <laughs> so I don't think <laughs> we're gonna make them go through that. But I think for like all these other the new groups, he will. So, like, okay, you're gonna have your own production company, like where everything's gonna be streamlined. It's so, like we don't have to wait um, as long to get the songs out. With yeah. YG, I don't know, because I know like with Icon, it's mainly BI that does like the writing and the song mm-hmm. productions and bobby i think too right yeah so it's mainly the two of them and i don't know how they like work yeah <laughs> I mean, yeah it's with, true like they have, like pink they have teddy as the winner i want to say they produce their own music so they might See. like work in a similar fashion as um icon and YG artists, they don't put out a whole lot of albums anyways, compared you to know. all the other Because <laughs> so, he probably, re- well, I want to say he rejects the songs, but since they have more investors than they did in the past, and everybody has to say yes, or almost everybody, so I guess that might be the hold up as to why, even now, nobody's really putting out a whole lot of albums um, compared to everybody else. And just wanted to throw those out there. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> really interesting, though. Because, yeah. like, talking about how they schedule comebacks and stuff like that, and how they have the teams working around them. Because, like, SM is a true factory in a way, with, like, they literally buy American artists or American songwriters have them it's like a real real factor in a way i guess you could say jyp is too because the whole idea of each you know like twice having their own company within jyp that's sort of factory ish um yeah sorry what are you gonna say oh no that was it (laughs) no because he said that he did that just so that they could make songs that they could like put the content out there faster and i guess what he was seeing from like 2 p.m. and Miss A and like just some of the comments that he made I was like oh that's interesting I guess mm-hmm. he wasn't happy with the amount of songs that were being made or like the bureaucracy of like okay well we have to because he said something like they had to like send some of the the con- like the production and all that out to other companies to finish it and then I guess to just like cut down on that he was like we're going to do everything in house and so like that's like where like each group having their own company or management team or whatever came about and stuff. And he's like, well, I was just going to try it twice and see how that goes. And then now he's getting all these awards and money from them. So he's like, I need um like that. I mean, I really can't speak much about YG. They just kind of fit for themselves. I cannot find this post. Sorry. Um, yeah, I don't. It's really interesting because I think too, like talking about how SME is like a factory. Um, I noticed too, like when on the reality shows, because all these like these groups have their like sort of reality shows when they're making their albums, so fans get like insight on in how it it happens. But it's kind of interesting in that um, they give them songs. They don't tell them. I 
I don't know if it's like sort of like a blind test. They give them the songs and they sort of decide from there what they want to keep. But some of the songs that they they go through are songs that people like in these groups have written as well. So I don't know if like the artists submit the songs I think to that that's the SMEs. Case. I mean, yeah. Well, okay. I do remember watching like an interview that mm-hmm. I think I think it was like when Taemin had first debuted as a solo artist. Um, and they were talking about how Jung Hyun wrote like a couple songs for him. In those cases, Jung, like he gave Taemin the songs directly. Um, but then Taemin was talking about his other songs that like were not written by Jung Hyun. Um, like that, you know, he it, it was basically SM would like, or you know, his managers or whatever, they would like send him the song. And then he would see if he liked it or not, and if depending on what how he felt about it, he would pick the song. I don't know if that would be the same for say like an NCT. It's probably that way for like Shiny because they're like older. That you know they're more established. Oh, okay, that. that no, that makes sense because that was how it was for Boas on and Off Show, mm-hmm. and I watched some of like Super Junior Returns before, and it was like that when they were doing the Los Cienso. I think the Los Cienso, no, the Black Suit come back mm-hmm. it was like that as well and i know too for um girls generation tts soyeon had um written that song i think only you or something like that for their second mini and mm-hmm. it it wasn't like oh you know it didn't sound like she had written the song and told the girls and they loved it and they performed it it was more like oh they're singing the song and recording it but, um i don't know as, as i said like i feel like sme is like really robotic or just like really cold and indifferent in a lot of ways like when it comes to the music singing? well no i meant like the, pr- the process like the, oh, the whole yeah. creative process i mean maybe for some of the members too i don't know but <laughs> um just the process it it doesn't seem really organic it seems like really structured like these are the rules this is how it has to be done this is the policy and the procedures whereas with jyp it's like you know, we're going to give you guys your own team. They're going to manage you in the way that fits you the best, that's more organic for you, that works for you. And it's, like, more individual. And YG is more like, YG has a, has an ego, and he has to decide on every little thing, even though he's technically not the president anymore, I don't think. Right. So, yeah, I think that's, like, how it comes across in terms of how these artists create their music. And I think it is kind of reflected in, like, the speed and, um, I guess, also to um, Are you trying to say much... Twice's music is trash? No, I like Twice. I like their music, too. I thought I'm talk- I, when I said speed, I, talk- I was speaking more about um, <laughs> SM and, like, how they have so many different, like, you know, units and individual but members and groups say and whatever. I fast, though, because, for example... Like, I think it depends on the artist. Like, Kevin, it took him two years to get Move Out after Press It. And, like, even to now, yeah, this is only his second Japanese. He's ha- No, this is his first Japanese full album. Like, they're not as prolific as they might seem. I think as a whole, yes, they're super prolific. But, like, on a group level, I don't really think so. Even to EXO, EXO is just now coming back. Like... Yeah, but, like, I feel like EXO, even when they're not dropping music, they're all, like, I mean, not all, because it's a big group, but, 
but for the most part they're doing things you know like Dio's always acting I feel like oh, he's yeah. always acting and like CBX you know they did have a comeback this year which is why they're on this list um obviously well yeah, and, I, don't, yeah. I don't acknowledge <laughs> and Red Velvet has had three comebacks. <laughs> NCT is like all over the place. had their comeback yet, and they're on the list. Exactly. Yeah. That's kind yeah. of that's kind of like what I was trying to like. EXO hasn't had a comeback yet, and they are on the list. I think that just goes to show a lot about SM. Just has very loyal fans. Like out of, of all of the groups out of all groups out of all the companies i believe i think sm has the most loyal stands it's the reason why it's the most like well-funded company out of all of the the companies period in k-pop like they just have the most loyal i don't know what it is i'm telling you like that's so weird to me even to like in citizens like y'all y'all need to calm down nct literally just debuted two years ago i think sm town like they're concerts in the family atmosphere they might give off really does help though and i think that the sm station allowing for you know different artists from different groups within and outside of the company have also helped with that as well too i mean like they're what's her name um soji from red velvet three group comebacks she's doing all this other like individual work wendy's doing individual work like they're always busy. They're always giving you what you want, I guess, mm-hmm. as a stand. So why wouldn't you be loyal? You know, and I, they have fostered mm-hmm. like this really weird album sort of like fever at SME. I uh-huh. do Koreans still use CD players. I'm very interested in knowing if they actually use these CDs or if they just bulk buy and like they just bulk buy. I mean, I can believe that they bulk buy. I I feel like, I feel like certain methods are more common amongst certain demographics. So, like, I feel like, um, if you want to talk about like the second gen demographic, I feel like Japanese, the Japanese market is highly lucrative, and they're the ones that are more likely to bulk buy. And I say that because, like, if you look at I kind of noticed like just a trend here when you look at these big three the top like groups or whatever Mm -hmm. all of them have a huge stake in Japan you're talking Icon you're talking Twice you're talking TVXQ and Shiny these are like groups that have huge Japanese fan bases that I would even wager is bigger than their Korean fan base just as big if not bigger than their Korean fan base Particularly, I know, even speaking from a shiny perspective, as somebody who loves shiny, like, Taemin right now is literally just doing a concert a day <laughs> in Japan. Like, literally, he's just having one concert every day in Japan. Japanese fans spend more money. If you can, for one thing, yeah. if you compare um, concert goods, Korean concert goods are usually good, pretty good. Japanese concert goods are great. The variety is humongous because people will not only buy for the group, but they will buy for their bias, which is why, like, members will have their own colors. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's true of, like, the Japanese artists, too. So, like, if I like Tekken, which I do, okay, I will buy group stuff, but Tekken stuff is green, so I will buy, like, all the green stuff. Oh, and that kind of thing. And I, I was in... Tokyo in February and I happened to be there the day that Twice's single came out and I was just like okay cool I'll get my one copy 
and I walked outside and there was a, it was like a random chance thing. If every time you buy a CD and there was a dude just sitting outside with like a box of CDs. So maybe at least, I don't know, 40 to 50 CDs. And I think he was just sell- reselling them right there on the street to people. <laughs> he just wanted to get the chances for the lucky draw. And stuff. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The line was huge for that. Too. It was like uh, it was a bunch of I don't know teens and twenty somethings buying multiple Sweet. singles. I'm like I just want my one and my morning musume CD. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that just makes me think too. One thing that's really interesting is to see how Jonghyun has 8.5 percent on the SM chart. Yeah, um, because I remember like reading something like before you know he passed away. He had, I guess, none of his albums had reached a hundred thousand in like pure sales or whatever, and like now it's just like everybody knows who he is. Like, literally, I it's so interesting to watch. Like the if you watch any shiny content or any Jonghyun content on YouTube, it's like the views on it, like it's just exponentially different. That's just, it's just obviously anytime tragedy happens, that happens, but. I just find it interesting how everybody's an overnight Jonghyun fan. No, no, I get it. Like, I, I hope in Jonghyun's case um, that people sort of came became more aware of the fact that he was struggling with things internally. If I mean, you know, casual fans, people who don't know Shiny, who maybe stay away from idols and idol music and things like that. And maybe they, they felt a connection to it and that allowed them sort of the opportunity to go back and, and listen to his music and experience it for the first time. So I mean, like, that. I just, yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying it's interesting because of the fact that like his big thing was like, he even wrote it in his note was that he just like wanted somebody to tell him he did well. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's so interesting that now, like it's at He's everything he well. wanted is coming true. Like, you know what I mean? And like, I think people also do genuinely like his music. He has, like, he's one of the idols that I feel like is a true artist. Like, that, the emotion that he could put into a song, I think is really beautiful. And not, don't get me started. I've become, here lately, I've been, like, really obsessed with, like, a lot of his ballads. I don't know why, but um, not in the creepy (laughs) Aaliyah way. It's the ballad season. So, you know, like, the weather starts to get cold and it gets darker, dark, like much faster. And everybody sort of just like wants to hear like slow tempo and like just chill music. Yes. Well, Christian's music is all year round, but you know. <laughs> I don't appreciate the fall. Everybody skips fall. They're like, oh yeah, you know, it's, I, I think I was just to, I was listening to somebody's podcast and they were like, Oh yeah, you know, um, summer just ended. It's about to be winter in a few weeks. I'm like, <laughs> can you let fall be a season? Like it's the best season of the year. Like why fall did guys... not happen? I mean, not we in already Toronto. got like sleety snow rain here, so it's just, yeah, yeah, fall's kind of fall didn't happen. It, yeah. it, like honestly, Mother Nature said not this year, and it just skipped into winter. So <laughs> I'm gonna fight the weather. No, better yet, I'm gonna fight. Uh... I'm gonna fight all those people who have made our earth cry like this. 
But um, getting back to this thing, I did you guys take a look at Cube? What the fuck? I feel offended. What? It's just, it's late. <laughs> oh, it is late. It is late. Oh, yes. I what about Cube? Sorry. I, I don't know. I, I'm sorry. I don't know where to go with that. <laughs> I didn't even know that that was why you were yawning or like sighing dramatically. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> on to the next thing BTS, um, because we always have to have a BTS news item in every show took out a full page ad in billboard magazine for grammy consideration and they also recently uh released um an interesting behind the scenes footage from their um un general assembly speech um their UNICEF um, Generation Unlimited uh, Initiative speech, um, where Suga was, um, where he was interviewed, and he brought up the fact that he thinks that fans of idols are often disparaged unfairly by others. He commented, they are often belittled for being idol fans but they're actually really extraordinary people. He went on to praise BTS's fans for their contributions, adding, honestly, it's not easy to do such things just because you like someone. RM agreed, our fans are the ones who established the seven of us as spokespeople who took us all the way to the United Nations. We're merely speaking on their behalf. So I chose to kind of highlight this because they're not wrong. I mean, they have everything that they do have because of their fans. Um, however, I do think it's interesting um, the whole um, idol fans are often, are mistreated by others. Um, if anything, I think it's a little dangerous only because I feel like some of BTS's fans already have kind of a victim complex so yep. that doesn't really help uh, the situation and them feeling like that they are targeted by other people. And then you've got Sugar saying, well, you know, there are people that are belittled for being idol fans. Um, however, like I said, I mean, they're not wrong in, you know, being thankful for their fans for where they've got them. Anyway, any thoughts on the beat on any of the BTS news that i've brought up you know i don't say this often but yungi this is not your battle to fight please <laughs> do not keep your comments to yourself about this because i get being thankful for your fans that's you know great um however the whole idea that like i get the the whole idea the word oppressed or like <laughs> I don't know how I feel about just like framing it in a way that they're just being attacked unjustly for being idol fans. And that's just not the case. And we all know that that's not the case. Um, 
and at this point, it's just like I feel like BTS is coddling armies because it's like I get that you can't, you know, apologize on behalf of your fan base. Not that you can't, but like I get why you wouldn't do that necessarily um, for anything that your fan base does. But it's like we can't ignore the harmful things that armies do. I mean, even to BTS, like. I was I saw earlier that armies are like tweeting jokes about how Jimin can't see anything because of his eyes. And I'm like like his eyes being too small or like yeah. what? That's literally the joke. The joke is that Jimin's eyes are so small that he can't see anything. And yeah. I and a lot of these armies are reform one direction stands and or reform, that's not the word, but they're one direction stands who I needed to fill a void. And that just tells me that they don't really like care about what they're saying about what's coming out of their mouths because they they just want to fill a void you know what i mean it's not about really bts it's like about the idea of being a part of you know does that make sense like being a part of this sort of so-called army community like being a part of something um mm, okay. and I just, like i just was like how can you be a fan of someone and you hate their koreanness like, I don't understand that. And so when when I heard about that, I just felt like it kind of gives, especially these Im- more the more immature armies, because of course there's armies that are not like that, but it gives them like this sort of fuel to be like, oh, well, you know, Sugar said it's okay, so that must mean, mean it's okay. Um, so yeah, this is one of those times where I'm like, Yugi, pick better words or don't say anything at all, because... <laughs> I can see armies already like justifying their hatred and the horrible things that they say and do not only about like other fans of other groups, but also the things that say about BTS and each other, like armies fighting at concerts over whatever armies, like leaving um, venues a mess and like, you know, wearing diapers and not taking showers at concerts. Like, <laughs> Just a whole mess. That's a whole mess. I would be ashamed to like be associated. Like, I wouldn't even want to (laughs) let people know that I was I did something like that. But armies will announce it on Twitter, like proudly. No offense, Janelle. This doesn't apply to you at all. Yeah, I have no idea. Actually, no idea you're talking about. If people do that, though, blah. Yeah, that's really gross. I actually saw it from a different perspective. I actually agreed with what he said. I mean, obviously, like, it's not, it's not, like, set in stone, like, oh, you must, you know, we gotta feel bad for idol fans, but a lot of times, like, when people are, find out you're into, you know, idol music, or boy bands, or girl bands, or, like, even pop sometimes, people sort of, like, look down on it, like, it's not, oh, well, you know, I listen to real artists, you know, and they play instruments, and they write their music and I like I kind of understand what he's trying to say in that regard um but like I didn't really make a connection to the fandom just because armies can't decide if BTS is an idol group or if they're, they've transcended it so I kind of just <laughs> it didn't really hit my mind because I feel like half of them don't even feel like what he's saying really has any bearing on them because mm-hmm. their group isn't an idol group so I looked at it more like just you know like even you know koreans and how they look at idol music and how it's like a young you know everyone's really just into like 
you know, whoever they're attracted to and, you know, it's plastic, it's blah, 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 you know, like all this stuff. And I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, obviously it's like every genre of music is manufactured in some way, shape or form, especially if you are with a big label, even sometimes when you're with a smaller label, like you, all that matters is the music and what it makes you feel, right? It doesn't matter. (laughs) All the other stuff doesn't matter, right? So I guess in that regard, like when... I had her first heard about this. I was like, yeah, I mean, I can totally see what he means about the fact that sometimes you don't want to admit it. Sometimes some people don't really like to admit the fact that they like, they like K-pop or if they like idol music. And, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that there's like this sort of condescending behavior towards it, but unfortunately I mean, from, that's, that's always going to be there. I think from that perspective, I completely agree and I get it. I, I mm-hmm. guess the reason why I looked at it from the other perspective was more so because there's been a lot of like stuff coming out, like think pieces, so to speak, like just people who are in the media who are talking about how armies are basically trash. And I thought to me, (laughs) that's kind of where I made the connection because even in Korean media, there's like armies are out of control. Like there's a lot of articles about just, you know, sort of the toxicness, of the of that particular fandom and so i guess that's one way to interpret it the the other way that's also completely like valid is what you said and that makes a lot of sense and i agree there um at the same time i think that too once you if you're a certain type of person you don't really like that type of thing doesn't bother you like i feel like that's not really oppression like if somebody oh, no, no, like, no, 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 oh, I you didn't like, yeah, I like, would oh, that word. Like, hip-hop, like, oh, you know, if they roast you, okay, like, I'm just probably going to roast you because you like stuff that's pretty weird, too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, that's one thing, but to call it, like, something that I feel like is a word that shouldn't be thrown around or, like, even if there's a translation thing, to use certain verbiage, I think, to make it more serious than what it is, like, I don't think people should be bullied for liking K-pop, but at the same time, I don't think that's the same as, like, for example, sexism. <laughs> you know what no, I mean? Actual, like, like, it's not actual. I thought it was, like, a mistranslation, to be honest. When I first read it, I was like, when I first heard about it, I was like, oh, okay, maybe, like, they don't mean oppress, or maybe, like, the translation, like, that's the closest word in English to what he was saying in Korean. But there's, like, not that I'm, like, a Korean expert, but there's a lot of ways that that could that if to get the same to get a similar effect without like you know what i mean using Using those words yeah there's a lot of different ways they could have like translated that um so to use that word particularly is interesting i mean i i can look more into it because i actually am interested in it but um yeah sorry i'm talking too much jay janelle um, I don't really think he should have said that because armies are the certain mindset. They both have a inferior and superior complex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then that makes them exhausting because they're like, oh, we're better than everybody else. But when they see any other group or fandom start to rise and like, oh, you're bullying us. And I'm just like, what? Like, <laughs> really? You're going to play that card? Um, 
so that's how I took that interpretation. <laughs> so that he was kind of like talking to Army and just like, oh, it's okay. Like, we'll be here for you. Um, but the way that Nat said it, I could see that. Um, that people like do look down on idol music and some parts of it is kind of like, yeah, this is really just like for like little kids. <laughs> Really? That's really who this music is for? It's for them. Um, so it's kind of funny that, like, when some people that are older than that, like, they go, like, really hard for it, or they're, like, mm-hmm. on Twitter fighting about it. Just, like, you yeah. can realize who this music is Right? It, like, it's not that deep. It's really not. No, it's um, not. <laughs> <laughs> it's the way that. So I'm just, like, just, like, enjoy the music and just move on. Um, but sometimes I've been side-eyed some of the things that go on like some of like the lyrics and like the whole like sexism and all like that and the mm. idol being treated like trash um i mean so can, but sorry. i don't know i think you should have said that because i mean i feel like he was really just talking to army and just mm-hmm. like adding fuel to the fire for them to even be more extra <laughs> with yeah. yeah i can see that or, Army, or when somebody calls out Army for like their behavior about something that they did, like um, like they said something racist or sexist to somebody else, or like somebody gave a criticism about BTS, like, and then you know they're trying to get them fired and all this kind of mess. So I'm just like, you're just enabling things that's gonna make things worse for mm-hmm. everybody else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this, thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thanks. I definitely see that as well. It's kind of alarming to me how, like, mm, how idol music is classified that, you know, as being quote-unquote for kids. Because while, you know, Golden Child is definitely for kids, right? (laughs) Oh, I shouldn't say that. Uh, Certain groups are definitely for kids. NCT Dream, like, those types of concepts. But I find it alarming how you can look at certain songs and performances and go that's for kids like uh i don't want my kid listening to uh entity whiplash <laughs> or talking about being tied up and like whipped and oh flamey baby like no what the, what can confirm though the average korean adult does think that way because like i never went super hard when i was there it was just sort of like yeah i like it because it's i mean it except for the, I don't know, sort of IU sort of stuff that sort of moved a little bit from that sort of kid range to adult stuff. Like, they just kind of dismiss it. They're like, oh, okay, cool, like, I guess. But then, like, when all my students find out, they're like, oh, you know so much. Teacher, she knows so much. And the other teachers be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's neat. <laughs> Good for you, I guess. Not like in a sort of like, oh, how dare you? Just like, oh, oh interesting. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. It's something to do. I mean, yeah. I, I think, yeah. Sorry? Like some, some K-pop groups are seen more like artists, not as like yeah. idols. So I know like, like Brown Eyed Girls, like they're like the first like group that I think that people would consider like they these are artists. These are not like idols. Is it wasn't Big like, Bang the, like that too? Yeah, they're a little more 
Like they're more mainstream in Korea than. I, yeah, I would say, I feel like Big Bang is both because, like, even before BTS, I would say like they were like the group that was like, oh, they're not K-pop, and then I was like, well, if they're not K-pop, then they need to quit promoting like they're a K-pop group. <laughs> right. I would see that too. I would see that with VIPs, but a lot of the times they would, like, I, it's not nowhere near the the level of vitriol and just like sort of condescending behavior that you see with some of the like more right. recent rising groups for for BT, for Big Bang some people want to be like oh well you know you know adults in Korea like Big Bang because they're so, they're not just you know manufactured like your other groups they're bigger than that and it's just like settle down settle down they yeah. perform on the music shows just like everybody else well, and cuz when those adults were in their 20s and teens that's when Big Bang came out. Exactly. That's all it is. I remember watching some variety that Tamien and Kai was, they were on it together. And like they had both did some sort of freestyle. No, it wasn't freestyle. They danced to one of their popular songs. It was last year. So Kai danced to Coco Bop and Tamien danced to Press It, Press Your Number. Um, And like, so they had like one of the girls who was like, a part of the panel or whatever, like talk about who's she preferred. She goes, Oh, I prefer Tammy because I, you know, Tammy was my generation. I'm familiar with that style. Like, you know, I don't, you know, not that EXO stuff. I don't know what that is. That's that new age <laughs> stuff. <laughs> and I just thought that that was really interesting that even though they're both idols in every sense of the word, Tammy had a little bit more clout. Like, he, they respected him a little more. Um, and also, Tammy, as a solo artist, I, yeah, he's an idol, but, like, I feel like his music is very, very beyond, like, the kitty aspect. You know what I mean? Of K-pop. Like, it's not kitty. It's very mature. Same thing with Jonghyun. Same thing with, like, most people's solos. Even to yeah. BTS, like, you know, I'm gonna keep calling him Rap Monster because that's his name. Um, yeah. Rap Monster... Or Namjoon, I'm not calling him that other stuff. Rap Monster um, and uh, Yoongi, I feel like even to their like mixtapes and their solo music, it's like a lot different. The vibe is a lot older and you know more introspective. Even though Namjoon honestly is just fake deep sometimes, like I feel like he does the most, but it's still like not as you know. You know, you know, not as I don't want to say cringy. Safe. Huh? Safe. It's not as safe. Not as not as safe. Exactly. It's not as safe as but, your typical BTS you know, track. Yeah, like he wasn't sitting there like, oh, how can I make this song appeal to everybody? And then he's like, F the world. <laughs> 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 I don't really listen yeah. to the solo stuff, so I don't know. But I do agree, solo artists, like, whenever these these idols break out in, into solo work, I feel like oh. the, the music gets a lot more mature. Boa, I think because it shows their individual flavors a little bit better. Like, Boa and Rain, like, I, even to, like, you know, when I was in college, I, I went to school, it was, like, it was a super like bougie school. So it was like mostly rich Asians and white people. And like a lot of the people who were from Korea 
they knew Boa and Rain, and though they were like, like actual icon, like it's nobody reduced them. Obviously, they're much older, but nobody reduced them to like being for kids at any given point. It was like, oh, these are like artists that I bought their album when I was, you know what I mean, like when I was a kid, and even to like K-pop idols, like. If you if you talk to them about their favorite artists, they will n no hesitation. They will say like Boa, or they'll say anybody before you know two thousand and ten who debuted like as an idol. But they probably wouldn't say other idols. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just thought that's interesting. It's like even the K-pop idols themselves take it more seriously when it's like uh, the idols of a certain stature. Yeah, and age has a lot to do with it, right? Age equals to maturity and a lot and respect in a lot of ways too right um mm -hmm. so the older like you've been out two years two two more years than i have as an idol you know like wow like that also already puts you or elevates you in certain ways too yeah so uh note to armies stop roasting nct for only reaching number 86 on the billboard charts because even though BTS reached number one, they dropped off the charts the very next week. So what y'all not going to do is roast NCT, who came out a whole three years after BTS. So, and still killing the game. Yeah, that's all I got to say. Okay. <laughs> do we have any, um, any last topics? Speak now or forever hold your peace. Stray Kids. Okay, I just want to say quickly that their new song, I Am You, I really like the lyrics. Um, shout out to JYP's subbing team. So I understand what they're, what they're saying about. Um, I just like the lyrics that they're, I think that they're a group that they will go far because of their lyrics, that they're really introspective and that they talk about, I guess, things from from a guy perspective that I don't see a whole lot of. Um, okay. other, groups may, other groups may talk about similar issues as Stray Kids, but because there isn't all this other extraness going on with them, um, I feel like I can enjoy their music a little bit more and I'm more willing to look into their other songs. Um, and the fact that they are like relatively young right now, I can only expect somewhat more of those kind of lyrics and music from them. Um, that's all I wanted to say. Okay. <laughs> that's all I got. Damn straight kids. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, um, ha happy birthday to uh, Crystal Jung from FX. Uh, may FX please, please have a comeback. I mean, that's all I need. That's all I'm asking for Messam at this point. A comeback for FX. That's it. <laughs> um, you know, I don't want to ask for anything that's impossible, like an FX comeback. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, all I have to say is uh, stop sleeping on talent. You know who you are. You know who the talent is. Golden child all the way. Um, <laughs> hey, I believe I'm, you after the video today. Yeah. I mean, have you ever seen anything better with your own two eyes? I don't I don't think you have. And if you say that you have, I 
question. I don't understand that question. (laughs) (laughs) I, yeah. Just make sure. What'd you say? Is it gay? Okay. I've been walking with the teeth that the case, so. Um, <laughs> yeah, just basically staying golden child. Um, that's the moral of this whole podcast. Like this whole episode was just a subliminal message to you guys out there who uh, have been sleeping on it. So, ooh, golden child. Yes, I'm shocked that this isn't getting more praise. Come on, guys, golden child deserves better. Wow. (laughs) Wow. You know what? I'm going to leave a nasty comment on this episode. Aw. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, if that is all, then that has been um, our latest episode of Not Your Average Nessence. I would like to thank everybody for showing up for this episode and having a great discussion. Um, as always, you can catch us on SoundCloud at Not Your Average Netizens. We are also on iTunes. Um, feel free to drop us a line at notyouraveragenetizens at gmail.com. And I believe that is it. If there are no other shout-outs or messages, then I would like to, again, thank you guys for coming. And we will see you guys at the next episode. Bye, everybody. Bye.